Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name is Taylor. We got Captain Steve-O on the control panel today. Taylor. Yeah, man. What's going on? I don't know. What are we talking about today? You know, this was an interesting topic that was brought up to me by um, a coworker of mine. And um, I mean, pretty much everyone at my job knows that I'm a huge gun guy. Yeah. And anytime they see shit, they're like, oh, did you see this? Did you hear about this? And mm-hmm. generally, I'm like, yeah, I did. Right. Or, you know, but he showed me this thing. And I'm like, oh shit! I didn't. I never. I didn't. I didn't right. hear about it. There's a there's a, there's a story behind that, yeah. but I've forgotten about it, and yeah. I didn't think it was anything of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically, what we're going to be talking about is we're um, going to talk about two things today. right? Yeah, two okay. things today. So, um, I mean, first, I guess we can get into the main thing here. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about something that Taylor saw and had actually told me a story about not too long ago, um, and and, it, and it's funny because. I guess you kind of you didn't really think anything about no, it. No, no. So what's what's it? It's um, it's like a, a, a something that Northwell Health is, is yeah, doing. Yeah. So now. Northwell Health, in case people don't know, is what I've read online to be the the largest private employer mm-hmm. in the state of New York. And a lot of people. Yeah, they're a really big health conglomerate. That's a lot the of largest private. You said. Yeah, from what I read, it was the largest private employer in the state of New York. Mm. I mean, they run pretty much almost all the healthcare in, yeah. the, tri- in the New York area. Yeah, um, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they receive a $1.4 million National Institute of Health grant mm-hmm. to establish a gun violence prevention screening. Right. And this is pretty recent, too. This article that they put out was from September twenty second, 2020. Right. And basically, the research study is called, quote, We Ask Everyone... Firearm safety is a health issue. Mm. Now, one of our last episodes, we, we talked about Joe Biden's gun control proposals, right. and they he said that gun violence should be treated as a health epidemic, right. like right. a health problem in this mm-hmm. country. Um, gun violence, not suicides. It's like in just particularly. Well, they they but lump suicides into I know the gun violence, lump, right? I know they lump that in, but as far as just that alone, because you know, I don't know, could should murder really be? treated as a healthcare crisis See, it's like one of those weird and things and that's the weird thing basically what they this is the first sentence from the the article here it says northwell health has been awarded 1.4 million dollars from the national institutes of health to study gun violence prevention and establish and implement a first of its kind protocol right. to universally screen among those at risk of firearm industry and now is that a, a, a injury is that a federal institute yeah the Nash, nih that's a federal yeah. uh, grant okay um because for a long time there hasn't really been studies about uh, gun deaths, gun violence, and I feel like now the way they want to do this as treating it as a public health issue is kind of a backdoor way into that. For example, um, the story that I had mentioned that John was um, about a little last year before all this COVID crap, my wife uh, went to a doctor. She went to go see a new doctor. Mm-hmm. They were part of the Norwell Health Group. They sent her this big packet to uh, fill out before she went for her appointment. One of the questions on the packet was, is there a firearm in your home? Mm, now, interesting. she didn't think anything of it because it was right after, like, do you have depression? Do you right. have anxiety? You know, th- those mm-hmm. kind of questions, which basically leads to leads you to think, are you going to harm yourself? Right. But, you know... And luckily, she, <laughs> this is why I love her. She said no on that, which right, right on. Right. But, you know, it, it gets into a bigger issue of, well, you have, if you put down yes, that's in your, like, health record. Right. That's, that's. I mean, obviously, there's, like, HIPAA laws and things to prevent, well, but. That's the whole thing when you were telling me about this. It kind of struck me as weird because 
to me, it kind of feels like there could be a backdoor way for like maybe not a registration per se, but at least a record of, okay, we know this person has firearms in their home. This is being funded by the government in some way. So, you know, could there be a situation where the government can request that? I mean, there are situations where the government can request things from certain organizations now. Right. Does now because a health organization, you know, is is asking, does does that come down to HIPAA law? Is that protected by HIPAA law? Because in theory, you know, the hospitals and stuff like that, they're not supposed to give that kind of information out. Right. So if we're gonna bubble that into, okay, well this now this is this is a part of healthcare, does that fall under HIPAA law where you can't they can't tell the government yeah they have guns and then it kind of rolls into like red flag laws that's the biggie in my opinion that's the biggie because let's just say for example you go well let me backtrack a little bit Mm -hmm. from what i read they want to treat this like if they ask you do you smoke if Mm -hmm. you say yes then you're at risk for x y and z heart disease lung disease copd whatever right if you say you drink all right you're at risk for liver disease and you know sclerosis and whatever right if you own a gun gun in the home well then you're at risk for suicide injury domestic you know they they can they can try to that's that's what they're going for right but i think it goes further or it could go further rather into red flag laws because Mm -hmm. let's just say you go to the doctor and you fill out this form and nothing's wrong with you right? right right then three years later you go to the same doctor and you're like you know i'm going through some shit um I need a referral maybe to see a, um, a therapist. Yeah, a therapist or psychiatrist, whatever. The therapist gets your records from the doctor. They see you have a gun in the home, and they don't like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how it works exactly, but I, th- I know that some people are mandated reporters, and if they think you're going to harm yourself, even though you might not, yeah. they... I mean, Doctors, I believe, are mandated reporters for like suicide, stuff yeah. like that. Um, or, you know, or, or, or like child abuse and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's still, you know, that goes into it as well. Yeah. I mean, child abuse, obviously we'd want to prevent that at all costs. And that's a little different than like, you know, just having guns in your home, but, yes. um, but they're, they're mandated reporters. Um, police officers are mandated <laughs> reporters where if they show up on a scene and someone says like, Oh, I want to kill myself. They're, they're required to call an ambulance and have, you know, um, EMTs, EMS come, come in and, and evaluate the person and then. Right. At that point, make a decision. Okay, they have to go to the hospital to get checked out. Right, and then what's to, what's stopping them from saying we need to remove all the guns in the home? Because right, that's like telling somebody you need to quit smoking to save yeah. your heart. Right, you need to give up your guns to save your life. Right, which you know. Right, and when looking back at Biden's gun control policies, one of the things he wanted wanted to have with these red flag laws is a clear way for family and, and police officers to be able to put up these red flags and remove guns from the home. And I don't know, man, it's 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 just, it's questionable. It is. This is questionable to me. This is a different way to go about it. Now, I just also, don't, I just, sorry to cut you off. No, I just sorry. don't think it matters. Like, I don't think that this is something that a health, a healthcare organization should be asking. Why are you asking me if I have guns? Okay. You don't ask me if I wear a seatbelt every day, right? Right. You don't ask me, you know, that, you know, do I swim without, you know, floaties on my arms or, you know, it's just one of those weird things that just. I don't know when I when I heard it I thought it was a I, I just thought it wasn't any of their business, you know. Right. So, for example, also in the article, um it says that let me just scroll up to it here. It mm-hmm. says Norwell Northwell Health received the NIH grant as gun violence continues to rise across the country and remains the leading cause of premature death in the US, nearly 40,000 people dying each year according to the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
In August, shootings doubled and murders increased 50% in New York City, mm. according to the NYPD, mm-hmm. compared to the same time frame in 2019. Since May, there have been 791 shootings in New York City alone, with well, which was 140 plus percent increase over the same period in 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two things in that I want to talk about. Okay. The first is they, they talk about the increase in murders increased 50% in New York City in August. It doubled, basically. So... I mean, what was going on in August in the city in 2020? What was going on, Taylor? Pandemic, mm-hmm. lockdown, mm-hmm. protests, defund riots, the police, yep. defund the police. Yeah, I think a big thing that people have to realize, which a lot of people won't, you know, people who don't care to know. Right. But the people who do care to know have to realize that a lot was going on, especially with, with all these protests and, and the defund the police movement. I mean, don't forget, um because we're talking about the city and the NYPD, they they got rid of their um, anti-crime team, yeah. which was they, their whole job was basically to go out and get guns off the street. And they did a damn good job of it. So you you take those people out of the equation, and now you have a lot of people out there who realize, holy shit, I can carry a gun, and there's going to be less people looking for me. Right. You know, and people will say, oh, well, there's still police officers out there. Why aren't they doing anything about it? Well, the, the, the anti-crime team was a plain plainclothed unit right so they would wear street clothes with their vests on of course you know they'd have their gun and their equipment but they would be driving unmarked vehicles things like that things you can sneak up on people on you can observe people you know the windows were tinted things like that not only that but it was just a deterrent knowing that there is a group out there that could catch you right was a deterrent Right. right and and there was a level where like it's like they almost can't be seen they try and blend in i've seen you know i've seen people like unmarked cars like hiding around corners yeah. and stuff like that obviously it's a lot harder to to hide a marked vehicle you know so <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. something that people need to remember because right. I, i've heard people say like oh well there's still police officers out there why aren't they going out and getting guns well it's it's not as simple i mean there is the element of surprise and stuff like that right so that was one of them also from the cdc website the second part of that it says firearm homicide rates uh, Rates of firearms violence also vary by age and race slash ethnicity. Firearm homicide rates are highest among teens and young adults, 15 to 34 years of age, and among black, American Indian, Alaska Native, and Hispanic populations. Firearm suicide rates are the highest among adults 75 years of age and older, and among American Indian, Alaska Native, and non-Hispanic white populations. Now, this is from the CDC. When they talk about, for example, 40,000 gun deaths and 60% of those are suicides, right. it says firearm suicide rates are the highest among 75 years of age or older Interesting. and among American, Indian, Alaska Native, and non-Hispanic white populations. Okay. So when back to the article now, they said that um, the leading cause of premature death in the U.S., nearly 40,000 people dying each year, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is gun violence which right. i i from what i read from the cdc's website i don't believe that to be accurate yeah i mean they didn't put an exact like most articles they put like a link to the wherever they got that information from well if so we they had, say it's one of the leading causes they said it's the leading cause of premature death mm. in the u.s at forty thousand people 60 percent of those are suicides and by the cdc's own numbers 75 years people 75 years or age or older and it's most basically you know Lot, and anyone who's not really white or black, it's you know Hispanic, American, Indian, Alaskan Native. Um, so, so when you lo- you looked up the stats to see the other premature deaths, I mean, because what are they like heart disease? Yeah. So the like- the first one is heart disease. That is right. the number one 
killer of people in the U.S. is heart disease. Now, you, you know what I think they might have meant, and I hate to give them the benefit of the doubt, but they what, what terminology did they use? Premature death. Yeah, premature. Yeah, death. I think they might have because like things like, um, but that's that's that doesn't but, really right. Say but anything. but but here's right. But here's the thing: like things like you know dying of a heart attack or or cancer or things like that. Although it's it could be it you know premature I I guess what it really is is like those are natural causes of death by definition those are natural causes of death suicide's not a natural cause so I could see them I could see maybe where that's what they're trying to say like you know suicide is a is not a natural cause of death obviously a gunshot wound is a is not a natural cause of death but things like you know right. cancers and heart well, attacks and can i just can i give you a little bit more numbers yeah of course so also from the cdc's website now this this they have here if you just type in premature causes of death in the us this is the first link that comes up okay it's from the cdc mm -hmm. it is a bit older though it is from 2012 well, but what are some of the things they have listed for premature death well they don't have premature explicitly listed and right. that's the thing so right. if so scrolling down the list number mm -hmm. 1 is uh, the the, prog uh, the leading causes of death? It's heart disease, cancers, chronic lower respiratory diseases, stroke, unintentional injuries is number five. Unintentional injuries, I guess, is where firearms related mm -hmm. deaths could fall into. But you know that's number five on the list all the way down. And then if you scroll even mm -hmm. further down that list, suicide is number ten on that list. See, this is interesting because I'm just looking up real quick, um, and I haven't looked up any of this stuff before. Um, Taylor did, did a little research about this and I didn't, but I, so I just like searched like, you know, what, what is considered a premature death? Yeah. This is from the national, uh, national cancer Institute, um, says that a death that occurs before the average age of a certain population in the United States that happens to be 75 would be a premature death. So I guess if you died from cancer <clears throat> at the age of 50, that's considered a premature death. Right. So I could see where they're using that terminology to kind of to 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 make you believe a certain thing right because like the definition because you and i don't know the definition of a premature death you right. know but and even, I, I don't think a lot of other people do but you hear oh premature death that's really bad but even you know? getting back to the other cdc figure that I, I saw earlier where it says firearm suicide rates are highest among adults 75 years of age and older yeah and among american indian alaska native and non-hispanic white populations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if they're talking Six, you know, so forty thousand right. of those deaths are gun deaths. Right, sixty percent of those are suicides. Mm -hmm. They said that the rate is highest among people seventy-five years or older. Right, which is not premature by what they're saying. But then, would they consider suicide to be a premature death? Because obviously, you're killing yourself, and that's before you were supposed to die. I could you know? be. Yeah, I just, no, but it's just you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to give them the, the benefit of the doubt. I'm just saying, like, it's just one of those things where it's like it's so murky. The point I'm making is that they're labeling it a certain way. Right. In order to get you to think that this is such, mm -hmm. this is the biggest mm -hmm. problem. Oh yeah, and I agree and with you. Yeah. That that is mainly what I'm getting yeah. at. No, no, and I agree. Anybody can manipulate numbers and statistics yep. and yep. wording to kind of fit what they want. Right. Exactly. But I just found it interesting reading those directly from the CDC. Yeah. 
Yeah. So no, and I and I agree with you. I think they intentionally used wording to make it murky and to sound really bad. And there are they can justify themselves to be like, oh well, we use this wording, and then when someone calls them out on, they'd be like, oh no, because if you look at the definition of premature, pop 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 pop, and then they're like, oh well, but you said seventy five and younger is premature, but we're talking about seventy five years and older. Oh well, it's obviously premature if you killed yourself. <laughs> you know, just anything that right. they could do to right. to get everything into their lane of you know narrative. Right. But again, I I, I don't I don't agree with this with with this at all. I mean, look, if you at the end of the day want to give that information the information's not it's not mandatory you know so i guess there's nothing there's nothing you could do like legally they can ask you that question legally i could ask you if you smoke legally i can ask if you drink legally i can ask hey do you have guns and it's not illegal right it isn't illegal but but it's also not illegal for you to say no right exactly i think that honestly like we said in a pre like i said in a previous episode it's more of a mental health issue Rather than a public health issue, but it's more of an individual issue. Um, well, yeah, I mean, look, if this, you... I, I, I think that something like this is definitely like a more democratic type of like measure, you know. And for people who are Republican, Libertarian, conservatives, this is something that bothers them, you know, because this is all about like the individual and stuff like that. Right. And I think that's one of the main differences between Democrats and Republicans is. Democrats really fit things into like a public health thing, you know. Oh, the it's collective. About, it's the collective, right? Like, oh, we have to ban guns because of the collective of people. You know, it's better for the whole. Um, and then, you know, Republicans are very much like, no, it's an individualistic issue. Like, we have to worry about a singular person, not punish everybody. And right. I think this kind of falls into that. Right now, also people, let's just say on the the left side of the aisle. I'm not going to yeah. say Democrats, but people who are more left leaning also want. More government-run healthcare. They want they yeah. bigger healthcare. They want subsidized healthcare. They most of them want free healthcare. Right. If the government is going to be running your healthcare and mm -hmm. they want to know if you have guns, right. And they might base your treatment on if you have guns. Mm -hmm. That to me is a big issue. I mean, yeah. I'm getting a little kind of maybe out there, but it's not really that far fetched. Well, I don't. I don't think it's a. F I, don't, I mean, like people think like, oh, it's conspiracy. Oh, they're 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 not, they're not trying to take your shit. Look, if the government pays for your health care, controls the doctors and pays the doctors, controls the institutes and pays the institutes, what's stopping them from having access to that information? Exactly. That is technically now their information, right? I mean, they can contact, they can, they can look at your, look at all your shit and they can say, oh, like, uh, oh, well, he's, um, you know, he's a smoker, or he does this. So like, let's send them a pamphlet on smoking or he does this and he drinks a lot. So, let's, so what's stopping them from looking at him saying, oh, wow, he has guns in the home. Let's go get his guns. Yeah, you know, I I agree wholeheartedly. Now, in your opinion, John, if somebody is let's just say going through a tough time, yep, and they do want to seek treatment for certain issues that they're having, and they do have firearms in the home, mm -hmm. what is something in, based on your experience yeah. that might be a good solution for them to really get themselves back into a good place? Would it be to maybe call a buddy or a family member and say, "Hey, can you hold on to my guns for a while?" I mean, could, I mean, if you could do that in a, the in the most legal way, like because I know there's now there's laws, but transferring right. firearms and all right. that nonsense, right? Um, look, if you want to give your firearms over to somebody, like if you know a police officer, uh, I mean, you I guess you could give a police officer one of your rifles, right? It's not really a transfer. I, I mean, it does I get mean, to a gray. Look, it gets into a gray area. Look, we're talking here, like if. If your life is on the line, yeah. You know? If you right, if, if you, you know a buddy for your whole life, your best friend, 
you know, we're not advocating breaking yeah. laws here, but you know. But here's the thing. You're sitting down with your buddy or you're sitting down, you're having dinner with, with your wife, whatever. All of a sudden you get a phone call. Hey, you know, it's me, Bill. Oh, hey, Bill, what's up? We know a Bill. This has nothing to do with Bill. <laughs> I see you laughing good over there. Good this has nothing choice. to do with I know. It's nothing to do with Bill. But <laughs> Bill's going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, I'm okay, uh, guys. Yeah, he's like, don't worry about me. But uh, no, if um, you're sitting down, you get a text message or a phone call. Hey, um, it's, it's, it's Bill, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing too well right now. Really? What, like, what's up? Uh, like, well, you know, like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. You know Bill has guns in the home. Take a ride over to Bill's house. Take possession of the guns. Look, uh, I'd you're, rather you're, 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 you're potentially saving somebody's life. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather right. that happen than right. You have to go through all the rigmarole of transferring, you know, thirty firearms. When we're talking, yeah, and, and look, I don't. I mean, I, I don't think that. Obviously, we're not saying break the law. No, but we're saying like, look, when somebody look out potentially could could kill themselves i mean you know it's it's you know there's there's things that we have to do as human beings to protect the people that we care exactly. about so that's what it comes down to as far as like professional help i mean you can go to the hospital you get professional help you don't have to tell them that no you know you could um you can go to your doctor you can get you know referrals to go talk to people to talk to um therapists and 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 go into groups and talk in groups and stuff like that that's another option for you as well. Um, you know, the gun things, it, you know, it's, it's, they make it so hard to get guns. It's almost like they make it, it in the same breath, they make it hard to get rid of your guns <laughs> to like, to, to help yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm. if, if somebody was suicidal, it was so hard to get their guns, right? They have to go through the background, these background checks. And now to even sell it, everyone has to go through a background check and need a third party. Now it's yeah. like so hard to just say, Hey, hold on to my guns for a little bit. I'm not doing so well right now. Right. You, you're a good friend of mine. Hold on to them. You'll know when I'm better to to you right, know to get right exactly. But they make it so hard to even do that, right. you know. And this is why, honestly, like there's a, that's why a lot of times, honestly, there's real civil disobedience when it comes to these really right. overreaching gun laws. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, how many times have you maybe gone to the range with somebody and let's just say you have a pistol permit and they mm-hmm. don't, and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to shoot this? You know, it happens all the time, I'm sure, especially like in areas upstate. And oh, yeah, you know, I mean, some of these laws are just fucking retarded. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like for the betterment of of society, looking out for people, you know, that's something you should really do. Yeah. Now, I I think also that mm -hmm. one thing we all can do is just really get back to talking to people. I feel like all the time now we just yell. And on the mm-hmm. on the internet and the keyboard warriors and uh, you know some people may look really good and their life may look really good on social media but yeah. in real life they're not. Well, people it's really are losing easy. their jobs. Yeah. People are losing money. This pandemic is shutting down businesses. Yeah. I mean, look, it's really easy to look good for one second while you take a picture. Yeah, to look really happy. Yeah, you know, and there's there's it's kind of cliche to talk about, but. You know, people hide behind that. People hide behind their social media accounts and everything. And really, like, just just talk to somebody, whether you're a gun owner or not. Right. Look, if you're if you're not a gun owner and 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 you're going through a tough time, just talk to somebody. Right. And it doesn't even have to be somebody that you're best friends with, because sometimes people don't want other people to know. Right. So look, talk to somebody who you know who will listen to you that you can have good conversation with, but you know that you feel like you could just tell them anything. You right. Know, there's there's people that I talk to who. You know, it's not that I'm not friends with them or whatever, but it, it it's kind of like, 
we it's more of like a texting relationship, yeah. you know, like we text a lot and whatever. We don't really hang out. And I think that gives them kind of an out to, to say certain things to me because they don't have the they know that I'm not going to like see them and judge them. And, right. and they know that they could say things to me, you right. know, like, oh, this is what I'm going through X, Y and Z. And, and I'll tell them straight up exactly what I think, exactly what I feel. And I think that's a that's something that they enjoy. Right. Not, you know, enjoy like enjoy the having the ability to do that. Right. And I think that honestly, we don't need a big health conglomerate and big government in order to reach in that way to our lives yeah i don't think that it's something that the government should be trying to do look if you want to go out and you want to get the help that's up to you right you know um obviously mental health is is an important thing and we talk about it a lot with with gun control like oh well you know it's not a it's not a gun problem it's a mental health problem and it is and you know then you at the same time, we have government agencies that are trying to say, "Okay, well, well, we're going to try it the mental health way." And then you have the gun, the gun people who are like, "No, no, that's even well, that's it's not even a mental health. It's a, yeah. they, they treat it as a public health issue. Well, so yeah, they treat I mean, it the same as you know suicide and stuff. That's mental health. Yeah, but they treat that as a as a as a health issue yeah. along the lines with heart disease, lung disease. Mm-hmm. They want to try and lump these into preventable. You know, treatment. So well, if I think you, suicide is a preventable thing. It is, but they want to lump it into if you're a gun owner, you're automatically at risk for suicide, mm. unintentional injury, which murder. is just not true, right? No, it's not. Right. Um, but they want to try and treat it as yeah. such, right. which getting back to what I originally said, that I think it is more that's that's a, a kind of a backdoor way to do it. Yeah. Backdoor way to really get into, okay, how are we gonna do studies on firearms? Mm-hmm we're going to go the public health route and yeah. it makes it look good for everybody who really doesn't think deep into this you know all the all the anti-gun people that just say oh yeah of course it's a public health issue oh my god it's the leading cause of premature death in the u.s when it's not right i, I don't think it is based on what i read it There's, just doesn't seem it's murky right it's definitely murky i mean even if we were to go into the numbers of um you know of let's just say mm-hmm. um which call it of the the leading deaths, like the leading causes of death, like the top five leading causes of death, mm-hmm. you know, it, it says here that 730,000 deaths are caused by heart disease and stroke. Right. Now, that might cause. be premature because a lot of people we know have strokes before they're 75. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, and then the number two is cancer. Right. You know, all cancers, mm-hmm. which are 580,000. Yeah. Unfortunately, plenty of children pass away from cancer. You know, right. So, that's not, I mean, that's premature. You yeah, know? no, that is very premature. Right. Chronic lower respiratory diseases, mm-hmm. 140,000 deaths. Yeah. Unintentional injuries like motor vehicle accidents, drug poisonings, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. falls right. for people who are over 65, that's 130,000 deaths. Yeah. Right. So, I mean... I mean, even suicide is lower than the amount of diabetes deaths in this mm-hmm. country. Yeah. I mean, are we trying to... I mean, Bloomberg tried to ban sodas. Yeah, you saw how well that went. <laughs> that's the, I know. I can't believe I that know. happened. It, that, was a, that was a crazy you time. Get that fat tax. I know, I know. <laughs> how dare you be fat? <laughs> yeah, but you could get two 8-ounce sodas instead of one 16-ounce sodas. Yeah, and that's Ooh. really what it comes... And, you know, that's a perfect example of how some of these laws don't make sense. Exactly. You know, where it seems like, oh, that'd be like common sense. Oh, wait, I could just buy five... You could just buy five sodas. Oh, it's one thing. Right. Um, and really quick before we, because we're going to go on to our next topic, because um, you were asking me about like my opinion on things. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we kind of covered, you know, if you're a civilian or whatever, if, if you're in law enforcement, whatever, whatever agency you're in, there's a, a lot of people in law enforcement are suicidal, you know. And yeah, it's a real in, shame. In, in a way, you know, people can argue that it's easier for law enforcement officers because they do have access to their firearm all the time. 
Um, I just think it's more prevalent because of all the shit they go through. Same thing with soldiers. Same thing with law enforcement. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it's there's there's a stress level to the job which could put you into that state of mind. Right. And stress from the actual job. It's stress from you know the 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 from the people that you deal with on a daily basis, and it's stress from your bosses, man. Yeah. Because you know, it's anyone who's in law enforcement who or who is in you know the you know the army navy, you know that there's people above you who could really fuck your whole life up just because yeah. they don't like you. Yeah. You Drop know because right because it's you know we're going through like there's a chain of command and it's paramilitary and stuff like that. So look, your department has resources for you to talk to people. Don't be afraid. <clears throat> of your career being, you know, quote unquote ruined. I know a lot of people are scared about that. It, I would rather my career be fucked a little bit. And a lot of departments now are making it so, making it a little easier for people to get help. You know, um, in the past they didn't do such a good job at that. But I would say, like, look, if you're if you're if you're a law enforcement officer and you need help, get get the help. Your your organization, your agency has things that can help you get the help right all right so moving on to a little bit of a lighter topic <laughs> Taylor, kinda, uh, it, yeah it, it, it kind of it kind of uh goes together a little um, bit yeah let me talk about gun safes yeah gun safe safe storage of firearms right. mm-hmm. um options. i want to yeah we'll talk about the options and i want to hear the story of your safe <laughs> we'll tell the story of my safe yeah which I wish you were there for. That would have been so much fun. But uh, other people were there, and um, so yeah, let's let's start with your stuff. Let's start with like what are good options and what people should be looking for. Okay, so I I, w- I really needed a safe. I moved into a house, and for long before that, I was living at home, and I couldn't have a safe just due to constraints, size constraints, space constraints, and um, before that, I was keeping my guns in a closet, which I'm sure a lot of people do not the best and I always worried if my house were to get broken into you know what would happen you know if my guns got into the wrong hands etc etc so I was like all right I need to get a safe I need to get some some place to safely secure my firearms right there's a lot to look up believe it or not I mean some people just go out to Costco buy a safe they Mm -hmm. get a gun cabinet from Dick's gun safe safe storage of firearms is a highly individualized choice depending mm-hmm. on where you live mm-hmm. you know how many firearms you own the yep. type of firearms you yep. own the place where the safe can go um so basically what i did was i went to a safe professional i went to a place that sold safes you want to give them a shout out yeah uh liberty safes in new york they're in farmingdale yeah uh, long island new york great great, great guys place. great, great guys. people yep. mm-hmm. uh the guy came to my house and looked over my situation because my house <laughs> to get a safe in was like building the pyramids it was a lot of rope a lot yeah. of guys a pallet jack mm-hmm. um you know rollers it, it was a big it was a big deal how big i don't know if you want to say this we're not we yeah. won't talk about i don't know if you no, leave I can, it up i to can you. talk about the safe that i have okay it, yeah. it, it's a uh it's a liberty fat boy extreme so basically <laughs> I, I know the the, the name Google is it, kind of fucking awesome it's big it's a big safe <laughs> honestly i got the biggest safe that i could get yeah. into my house yeah yeah. That's really what it boiled down yeah, well, to. Well, you wanted a bigger one. I wanted a bigger one. The one that I wanted was seven inches taller. Yeah. But couldn't I, get it in. I couldn't physically get it into the area <laughs> in which I wanted to get it. It's amazing. Now the safe weighed empty eight hundred pounds, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fucking weight. Now for John also, uh, mine also weighs eight hundred pounds. Yeah. But it's like a little. The safe construction is a little different. Right. So my safe is very wide and thin. 
It's thinner mm-hmm. than it is wide. So when you look at it, it, it looks wide, but it's it's not totally um, deep. The, the shape that I wanted was dimensionally deeper and dimensionally taller. But honestly, it's a great safe. I got Li- Liberty now. I I get some mixed reviews about because they change up their locking mechanism. Like they have these locking bars instead of locking bolts, and they say it's better. But be- when I got my safe, that was an option on the cheaper safe. So I just think they kind of cheaped out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're looking at a safe, the the big thing to to look at is. A lot of these safes are called residential security containers, technically. A true safe mm-hmm. is like a plate steel bank safe. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this huge thing, but more these are classified as residential security containers because they're fire retardant containers. It's mm-hmm. not fireproof, it's fire retardant. Right. So when you're looking at a safe, really what you're buying is time. Time yeah. for your valuables to be protected till the fire crew gets there and puts your house out. So I think my safe is like good for like an hour or like a little over an hour at like twelve hundred degrees or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's a it's a pretty. I mean, it's in my opinion, it was the best I could afford at the time. Now, where you choose to put the safe is also highly dependent on your living situation. When John was looking at a safe, he was thinking of putting it upstairs. He's like, is the floor going to hold the weight? Is this? Is, you know, is it going to fit in this room? How am I going to get it up there? And I'm like. These are all things you got to fucking consider, man. Right, right. So um, I bought my safe new, and I actually got a really good deal on it. Sometimes they actually even offer like promotional financing, which is really good. So if you can't maybe get the whole thing at once, you could go and go that route. Um, also, look at used safes, which is yeah. what getting into John's situation. Mm-hmm. This is what John did. He, yeah. I, <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about mine in a minute. Oh, okay. If you want to finish up, like talking. I mean, just you know, anything else about yours or whatever? Yeah, like this. I don't know the story. You want to? I'm because I love the story of them like trying to get it into your house. Yeah. And, so, like, um, what, what was the exact procedure they got? They had to use to get so it. So basically, your house? my house it, it's it's a split level house. So when you walk in, you can either go up or down. There's a little landing there. So and there's like about a foot. There's no stairs to get in my house, but mm-hmm. the front door is raised off the ground like a foot, right? Like Ten inches, whatever. So this 800-pound safe, they put it on a pallet jack and lifted it up to be level with the door. Then they put rollers down, rolled it in, turned it, and then I had to remove a window where they tied off shipping rope, like this huge fucking rope. You had to remove that window? Yeah. So I didn't they know could, that. Yeah, it's, it's just easy. It, it lifts yeah. out. No, that's but, funny. Um, I didn't know. They had to then tie that <laughs> off to... Uh, well, at the time, my dad had a okay. derelict car in the driveway, so he, so they tied it off to the car as an anchor, and then they they winched it down the stairs. I mean, I was so fucking nervous because mm-hmm. if that thing, I mean, the the rope was like four inches thick; it was huge. Yeah, but you know, it's a lot of weight. And luckily, right. my my stairs are made really well. That's another thing too. You got to make sure your stairs are really mm-hmm. well constructed mm-hmm. that they can hold mm-hmm. an eight hundred pound safe and four burly dudes. Like, yeah, it's probably like close to a thousand pounds. Oh, more than that. I mean, pounds. if you think fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah. So your stairs got to be able to hold that. And then yeah. once they got it down, honestly, to the lower level where it is, they it put down worked. plywood and they yeah. put these little uh, PVC rollers and mm-hmm. they just rolled it. Yeah. And then That's they yeah they leveled it out and um, it's in a nice little corner in my in my downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, one advice I could give to anybody is always go bigger than you need. Yeah. Always, 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 because you think oh, I only have like five guns, I'm just gonna get an eight gun safe. No. The the rate the way. 
but even even that the way five guns fit into a safe you're you're not going to have enough if they say look you could fit 20 guns you're only going to be able to fit probably like 10 guns yeah because guns you sit at an angle and they have right. pieces that come out and scopes right. or pistol grips right or... so 10 guns and like we i like i said in le- in one of the, our last episode it's like cigars if anyone out there smokes cigars <laughs> you know if you have a 100 count humidor you're not getting 100 cigars in there no. because cigars are different shapes and sizes and widths and and you know they they say yeah you could fit 100 if you have this this type of cigar which happens to be the thinnest cigar right. and you stack it from the bottom to the top and it's just get a bigger safe than yes you. always get the biggest safe that you can Hundred percent. Yeah, that you could actually put into the space. I, honestly, yeah. Because I don't just keep firearms in there. I keep everything in there, man. I keep yeah. passport, mm-hmm. I keep jewelry, documents, I keep documents, cash, I keep cash, right. watches. I mean, right. you know, it really gets into mm-hmm. knowing that everything is just locked away. Right. Oh my god, it's the best peace of mind, man. Right. I know that my house could catch fire, and I know that shit's yeah. gonna be okay. I know and, my house could get broken mm-hmm. into, and they're not getting into that. Right. You know? And a lot of people will say, oh, if you have a safe, it's just, you're just putting all of your really valuable things in one spot for the people to come in and take. People are not taking your safe. They're <laughs> not taking your safe, dude. I mean, you saw how difficult it was to get the safe into your house. Yeah. Imagine getting it out. Even my safe, I mean, mine would be probably a little bit easier accessibility-wise, but dude, it's so, it's weighs as, weighs as much as your safe. Right. You're buying yourself time. Like right. I said earlier, right. whether it's a fire or a burglary, you're buying yourself time. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you have days and days and days and days, sure, you're going to be able to get into, you're going to be able right. to get, remove something. Right. But again, most time. burglaries don't last right. days. They right. just want to grab what they see. Right. Get out. Right. Um, but yeah, so my gun safe is, was built as a 48 gun safe. Right. Now, um, not to get into a total number, I suppose. I mean, I could, but I could, if I could recommend one product to anybody for their safe, mm-hmm. it would be a product called Rifle Rods. Oh, yeah. These, oh my God, they turned my safe into the ultra capacity safe. Yeah. I'm pretty close to that number in there. I right. mean, for all intents and purposes. So basically what they are is it's a plastic rod with a piece of Velcro at the top, like a like a um, mm-hmm. the, the hook part to the hook and loop of a Velcro. Right. And you, you put that down the barrel of your gun. And what it allows you to do is stand your gun vertically and you, you put a piece of Velcro underneath like the shelf above where the, the rifles are. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to stand your guns vertically and not have to rest them on a yeah. wall or in a rack. Right. Which means their footprint is a lot smaller. Right. And you could squeeze them into an a lot of different right. ways. Yeah. You could... They're not at an angle. You, you get that space back. So, I mean... Right. It, they're, they're inexpensive. No, they they are very yeah. inexpensive, and trust me, you're gonna you're gonna it's want them. It. It's you're worth gonna... <laughs> it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, and, you're gonna um, want them for your safe. So I'm showing John a picture of my safe now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean it's 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 well organized. Right, well I mean, organized. There's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff in it, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> the rifle rods. Yeah, the rifle rods help. You could tell, man, right. just looking at it, and right. um, you know, now you I... can look up a picture online. Just type in like safe with rifle rods, and you'll see exactly what we're or, talking about. Yeah, they about. have YouTube videos. Yeah. Now what I do, I go a step further. Is I put my gun and my guns in socks, like mm-hmm. gun socks. Yeah, and then I, I put the rifle rods in, so I can put them like right literally next right other. next to each other without them getting work. scratched right, right. up, bumped up, yeah, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that is honestly the best solution. Yeah. Safe with rifle rods. Right. Got the biggest one I could afford. Got the biggest one I could get in my house. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I wanted a bigger one. Right. But now for somebody who doesn't buy a new safe, and you know, there's yeah. plenty of 
of other options sure. as well. So for me, I looked at new safes, and they're very expensive. Okay, they yeah. they can be if if you're buying the right, I guess the quote right unquote one. the right stuff. Because look, there there are different options. I was I saw there was um like it's not a safe, but it's like more of like a like a lock yeah a container. locker yeah and you, can, and you can see through it. You could still bolt it to the floor. It would still buy you time. It's not going to protect anything against fire concerns. No, it's going to just prevent somebody who doesn't have access to, to it, like a them. child or. Right. Well, I mean, mm. it, it, even if you bolt it to the ground the right way and whatnot, you're still going to prevent people from getting into it. Not not forever. Not as long as it's safe. But it'll help. I've seen people yeah. where that's their only that's their only protection. Right. I mean, they put it in a in a room upstairs in their house, and it's a gun room. That's all they have. They put have a good lock on the door. Yeah. You know, so there's different there's different levels of security. And then when eventually they get into that door, then now they have to deal with things that are both to the ground, which are cool. I'd see if I could see if you have like a lot, a lot, a lot of guns, hundreds of guns, where that might be your better option, just because goals. Yeah, but I mean that just might be your best option because having like ten safes in your house, not not. Great. I've thought about getting another safe. I, well, you might need another safe. There's a difference between wanting another safe and just needing one. Like I don't know if I could get another gun into that one. Your wife is gonna don't accidentally buy a safe now. So yeah, regular listeners will understand. Oh my god. But, uh, so yeah, so I was looking at a safe. Taylor and I went. We we talked to the guys at at a Liberty Safe in Farmingdale. Great guys. I was honestly considering about getting a gun there, uh, getting a gun safe there. Great guys. I'm I'm at work one night. Taylor sends me a text. Yo, dude, look what I found on Facebook. Facebook Marketplace. Right. So he sends me sends me a message. It's a fucking gun safe. It's a Liberty gun safe. I think it was a Liberty Lincoln. Yeah. Like a twenty five. Yeah, Lincoln twenty five. Right. Which is one of their premier models. Right. Thicker steel, smaller but right. very it's got heavy. A, it's got a ninety minute rating, fire yeah. rating at twelve hundred degrees. I believe it is. Which that's a long time. Yeah. Um, and that's an underwriter laboratories rating. That's what they, right. they do that. So um, he's like, dude, you need to get it. I think it was what, it was six hundred bucks. Six hundred dollars. Now this safe, brand new, brand new with nothing extra, runs uh, twenty five hundred dollars before tax, before getting it shipped to your house, right. before having people bring it into your oh, house. Yeah. Okay, because all that costs extra. Yes. So he's like, dude, it's six hundred dollars. You might want to text this guy. So we go back and forth a little bit, and uh, I'm sitting there. I'm on my. I'm on my. My. Uh, meal break out at work and you know he reaches out to the guy for me and i'm trying to figure it all out i'm like dude i'm gonna get this fucking safe so turns out the guy's like yeah you know um he told me where it was it was in the city it was actually of course in staten Staten island Island. he goes um (laughs) he goes you can have it for 600 you just have to come get it out of the house and that's the biggest thing (laughs) this was in his basement now this guy was uh he was moving um he was a former uh, law enforcement officer as well and uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, man, if you can get it out of the house for 600 bucks, man, it's yours. So I'm like, shit, all right. So I'm texting people. I'm getting people, you know. So it ended up being me and two other friends. So there was three of us. I went and I rented a box truck. Um, I just happened to be off the next day. And um, so we go, we rent the box truck. It's me, two of my friends, and then the guy whose house it is. We, we drive all the way into Staten Island <laughs> with this fucking, with a fucking U-Haul truck. Um all four of us like somehow get this fucking safe out of the house some safes you could remove the door on yeah, which, which reduces yeah. like a lot of the weight this one we couldn't so um we basically push it out of the house over like a lip in his basement to get it like it was like basement stairs like on the outside like a cellar door oh, man dude it was so fucking heavy. I wasn't here for this I was at work I couldn't get off work to give him a hand but I the wish story you were is I wish you were here yeah so we're like squeezed between the house and concrete in this fucking eight hundred pound safe. 
We somehow get it up the stairs. We throw it on a fucking furniture dolly. Wheel it to the back of the truck. And literally, we just, like, tip it into the truck on the dolly. (laughs) We just tip it into the truck on the dolly, dude. Like, push it all the way forward. But we got it in there. And then we get it. We drive it all the way back home. And, and, and... You had uh, plans to put it on the second floor of your house. Yeah. Well, the, uh... My friends, um... My friends were very mad at me. I had uh, I had James, I had Matt, me, and then that was it. When we brought it home, they were they were not happy with me. They were like, "Damn it!" Like, because all I did was text them like, "Hey, you free tomorrow." <laughs> you didn't fucking tell them. No. Oh no. my god! Because I knew dude. they were gonna say no, bro. I knew they. Holy shit! <laughs> I man. knew they were gonna say no. So I uh, I just said to them, "Hey, you guys free tomorrow? Yeah, we're free. What's up? All right, we're, I just you know, need a hand moving something." Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, "Yo, I just need to. I, you know, I bought something online. We're gonna rent like a box truck, and we just need to move it." Oh, okay, no problem. And then like once I had them the next day in the truck, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a fucking eight hundred pound safe." They were like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Wow, dude, that's fucked up." It's funny. But I told them, "Hey, I'll buy you guys breakfast," and they were like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. Let's yep. go. Yep. So uh, we get it into the truck. We get it all the way home. Um, now there's still only three of us because we don't have a, we don't have a third person. Actually, oh, you know who it was? It wasn't even Matt. It was Corey. Yes. Corey came. Matt, Matt came later. So yeah. So we get it back home. We're trying to get it into the house and we can't. <laughs> so in at my house we have um, we're not we're, we weren't be able to going be able to fit it through the back door. So we're like, all right, we'll take it through the front door. It's big enough. Um, so we get it to the steps and I don't, you, you know, yeah. the front of my house has concrete steps up and we just couldn't get it up, dude. We could not get it up. I have this fucking safe outside yeah. of my house. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? So, um, I ended up calling a fourth friend and together we had enough strength to pick it up. Like, you know, it's a good, like yeah. fits a little less than a foot up yeah. each step, you know, it's yeah. a lot. Um, we get it inside. And we realized, like, you know, like Taylor said, I was going to originally put it upstairs. I told my fiance, like, oh, yeah, we'll put it upstairs. Don't worry about it. And it didn't work out, man. Oh, God, there was no, no way we were going to be able to get it up those stairs. No way. No you know, fucking I, way. I mean, if we could have gotten it up, there is a place for it up here. We're sitting in that place right yes. now. But um, there's just, man, there was just no way. So. We, uh, she wasn't home at the time, so I we kind of worked it into the the dining room. The dining room. And I tell it, you, it looks it great doesn't look there. bad. No, you know the 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 decor of our home. Um, More it rustic. Kinda, yeah, it's rustic. There's a lot of woods and stuff, like, and a lot of dark woods. And this really fits. It's, it's like, like a dark, uh, like a like a gray, like a, gray. like a bluish gray. Yeah, but it, it looks good there. It, it really does. it kind of blends in. I let her like decorate the top of it, and um, everything. You know what? The big thing about her is everything just needs to have a home. So as long as there isn't shit around it, then she's okay with it. So like all the gun shit has a home in the safe, and that's the end of it. Um, we were also thinking about putting it in that in that front closet. Yeah, which oh it wasn't gonna fit. It would have if everything would have fit though, and there would have been clearance. That would have been a great place for it. You open up the fucking the closet, closet the door, and there's the safe there, but. It didn't work out, and but we didn't have anything back there um, in that part of the. Uh, we had just like just moved in, right? And um, we didn't have anything back there, and we were trying to kind of figure what we wanted to put back there, like another piece of furniture for a little more storage, and so it kind of worked out. Kind yeah, of worked out, and um, like I said, six hundred dollars for that safe oh is a God. fucking gotta, steal. Yeah, you got to deal like on that, man. even with renting the box truck, which I think at the end with tax and whatever tolls was like was like almost maybe a little less than 200 bucks like 160 dollars for the whole day so for what for less than a thousand dollars i got a safe 
which is perfectly fine. It was yeah, a really 20, higher end right, safe. Twenty five hundred dollars yeah. safe before ever before everything. I right. probably would have been looking at like thirty five hundred dollars if I would have bought oh, that new sh- with tax shipping yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. So guys, don't be afraid to to buy something new. You know, don't used. be. Uh, don't be afraid to buy well yeah don't be afraid to buy something used i right. mean just because somebody else is going to have that combination per se it doesn't they don't know where you, you could live, even get it reset are. right if you call a locksmith they could reset a combination right. for you as long right. as you have the original combination you right. could open it they could reset it for you um and that's so a big don't deal. yeah don't let that don't let that sway you because no dude like they you could spend uh, like just so much money on saves i know you know so I mean, I don't know if you were going to... I don't know if anyone's, like, ever selling a safe like yours. Used. People do. I mean, yeah. you, you see them all the time. People are moving, and they yeah. just... It's not worth it for them to pay right. the weight to bring it, or... Yeah. I mean, and that's pretty much what happened with my guy. Yeah. The guy I bought it from was like, look, I'm moving to Florida. He was retiring. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm moving to Florida, and... um Fuck it, I'll just buy a new one when I get down there. You know, he <laughs> sold one. his yeah, he sold his house here in, yeah. in you know in, in Staten Island. Yeah. So moving down there, you know, he's going to get something. He's not going to be in for that much more money, and. You can afford to buy, right. you know, some bigger, better safes. So now, just having a safe, like, like I said, in my opinion, it just gave me just like the ultimate peace of mind, knowing oh, yeah. that they're they're just safe, they're locked up, nobody's gonna fuck with them. Yeah. They're it, it's like I if I mm-hmm. have friends mm-hmm. or people over the house, or if we have yeah. a party or yeah. something, I know that nobody, right. you know, it's it's just locked away. Yeah, it's really great. Um, for me, I know if people are coming over, we're gonna have a couple drinks, whatever. All my guns go in the safe. Yeah. Um, you know, I carry, you know, I carry wherever I go, you know, off duty. So when, you know, I carry, I come home, like, I'll, you know, I'll take it, take it, you know, I carry concealed. We've discussed, I'll take it out. I'll put it on the table next to me, whatever. So it's not uncomfortable all day sitting there. And, but if I know if people are coming over, whatever, I put it right in the safe. Yeah. Um, obviously if I'm going out to, to eat for, you know, dinner or whatever, I'm going to have, going to drink or, or whatever it is. Or if I'm going to, to a party, obviously it goes right in the safe. I like not having to think about if, thing about losing it or whatever um before that i had like a regular like 90 dollars safe from like you know, kmart when kmart yeah. was still in business you know <laughs> RIP. and um that would be like the minimum requirement at least for my my agency requires that you do have some sort of a safe right you know secure container. yeah i would say that's like the minimum requirement for for a safe at least for my department just so you could say hey i tried like you know right having a safe like that and having a real secure safe two different things because someone could have just picked up my little safe and walked right out the house <laughs> they could have so they could have now there's also you don't let's just say you only have like two guns you don't need yeah. a huge safe there's other options that you could have as well a lot of times there's some really nice options for example i know there's one where it's like a long secure container that bolts the underside of your mm-hmm. bed with a with an mm-hmm. electronic keypad for quick access yeah but even that's a lot of people don't like that electronic shit cuz well, you know. yes and no. I'm talking about for like home defense, quick access. Like if you have a kid in the house and you don't want to yeah. just keep a gun in the closet, you oh, just yeah. want a quick access and you want it still secure to where they're not going to, you know, get to it. Mm-hmm. That is a good option you yeah. could have. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it's just there's so many different options for your own individual right. circumstances. But I think more importantly, as, as gun owners, we really need to getting back to let's just say the the health issue that they say. Trying to prevent in your own home unintended firearm death or injury. Yeah, the well, best yep. way to do that is to mm-hmm. keep your guns locked up or but safe. A lot of kids die accidentally. Yeah, you I know. know. 
And it really comes down to not having your guns secured, not talking about guns with your kids as well. Yeah. You know, these things become things that are like mysteries to them. And right. what do you want more than anything when you're a young kid is to explore and like experience things that you've never seen before. Right. You have this thing that, you know, mommy and daddy always said, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch, don't worry about it. Now, all of a sudden it's there. Right. And, and humans aren't perfect. So no. people will say like, oh, well, you should have had your gun safe. Well, yeah, it should have been, but we're not perfect people. Also, you know. I mean, I don't think there should be laws mandating safe storage. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. should. I think it should just be up to the individual yeah. and what they need. Like yeah. for example, I mean, if you have older kids and you're not worried about them doing yeah. dumb shit with your guns, keep sure. them on the wall in your living room. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but even so, like you don't know what they're going through mentally. No, you no. really don't. And for me, and it's just my personal opinion. There, no matter how old my kids get, they're always going to be in the safe. You know, they, they, they will. Because how many times, like, look, I don't know about you, but I had friends in middle, uh, in, what was it, middle school who killed themselves. Yeah, I never had that. Okay. Um, and they killed themselves with a gun. They, they shot themselves with a rifle in their bathtub, mm. you know, in, in the mouth. And that was it. And the, and the kid's brother found them. You know, maybe if, and no one, nobody, I didn't know, I was friends with him, all the people that were all friends with him, we were all mutual friends, they had no idea that what he was going through. Right. Never mentioned it, never talked about it, and I don't know if his parents would have even recognized it either. Sometimes people are going through things and they're really, really good at hiding it, or they think that, you know, nobody cares and they don't want to talk. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe if that gun wasn't accessible, he would still be alive. I'm not saying it's maybe. family's fault. No. I'm not saying that he wouldn't have killed himself another way, but I'm just saying. Yeah. We do, people talk about, like, having the ease of access of that gun to make that split-second decision that you can't take back. Right. You know, so is that a factor? Sure. I mean, I think we can all agree that it is a lot easier to facilitate a suicide with a firearm than right. it is with, you know, taking pills. Or, you know, cutting, cutting, cutting your wrists. I mean, I've been on calls or been on the scene of like attempted suicide, you know? So the, you know, the, the point is like, it's, it's easier to kill yourself with a gun. Um, Most certainly, unfortunately. So like I was saying, I've been, been on the scene of suicides or people or trying to hang themselves or cut their wrists and they're bleeding everywhere. And it's like those people, those lives were saved because it wasn't as easy. Yeah. That's not a good reason to ban guns. No, I don't think it is. It's not, but it's a discussion that people can have a can can have and this gets into what we were talking about earlier where you know honestly just talking to people talking to your kids talking mm-hmm. obviously you know teenagers don't want to tell their parents everything and i right. get that and we've all been there but honestly right. just having that open line of communication even amongst mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. i mean even amongst like if you have a teenager and you you know their friends let's just say they're really good friends yeah. you know maybe one day pull your your kid's friend aside and be like hey just you know is everything all right with my son or my daughter just you know if, if you ever see anything I'm not going to judge. Just let me know. Yeah. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to make sure they're always going to be okay. Yeah. And, you know, you mm-hmm. don't you don't have to be this overbearing parent and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, especially we're not, getting we're into... not telling anybody uh, how to parent no, their no, no, kids no, 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 at no. all. But getting into you, my situation, right. you know, I'm going to... My son's going to be born in November. Mm-hmm. I had to talk with my wife because, you know, I do keep a, a gun handy in the house. You know, right. home defense. Sure, sure. And I said to her, I'm like, all right, well, now it can't be easily accessible i have to do something about that yeah so you know i'm looking into like i said those underbed security containers with a electronic keypad you know just a quick thing Mm -hmm. there's Um, a good one i saw that's not it's not electronic so you don't have to worry about batteries or anything it's mechanical and it's just like there's like four pegs and you kind of have like a combination really quick 
and it opens up. Yeah. You might want to look into that. I forget what it's called, but it looked it looked pretty good. There's right. a lot of problems with those little storage containers. A lot of people don't like them because it's not so easy to access them like right out of a dead sleep, you know. Right, right. But there's a level of balance that you have to have when you're dealing with other people in your home, exactly. kids and things like that. Like my safe has a manual dial. It doesn't so have does an electronic right. keypad, mm-hmm. which I prefer. Right. I'm I'm pretty quick with the combination. Obviously under stress, you know, that's the different things, but that's not the place I'm going to to get a firearm under stress. Right, of course. Like that's the the last resort where you got to bring out the big shit, you know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> that's when they come marching down the block, you oh, know. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think honestly if if you have questions about firearm storage or, mm-hmm. or safes, oh you could reach out to us. I mean, I've yeah. done a shitload of research yeah. and you know, hey, have you heard anything about this safe or what do mm-hmm. you think of this? I mm-hmm. mean, feel free to reach out and ask. I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's a thing that, honestly, if you get some opinions from people who right. actually went through the process, you'd mm-hmm. be surprised that yeah. maybe you might have a you might find a better solution. Right. And don't just assume because it has a brand name that it's going to be a good safe. Cause right. Because we discussed in a previous episode that Liberty Safe was purchased by another company. Liberty is a very well-known brand. Right. Very reputable. For a very long time. Right. And it's still, it's still reputable. But right. they have done things since they sold that have compromised just how good the safes right. actually are. Like I said, the locking bars they use now were a feature on their cheaper safes. Right. And now, and now they... it's, that's the main feature right. on good safes. So, right. it's, so it's like, okay, what is it? Right. And my, one of mine, my safe was one of the last ones that have the locking bolts in it. Mine has bars. bolts as well. Yeah, it's an older safe, an older right? One. So, yeah, definitely reach out. Mm-hmm. I mean, ask questions. Yeah. Um, you know, leave us a comment, send us a message, yeah, DM and, um, us. Feel free. Yeah, and, of course, because we uh, we love hearing from you guys. Honestly. We really do. Honestly, we get we I see things on Reddit, on Facebook, on Instagram, yeah. and it's it's right. mostly positive, which yeah, most good. Then we do have. What was that guy's name? I forget. I don't know. He said he's... he said we had to lube it up. I think right. he was being a troll. I didn't care. It was funny. I was actually laughing. Taylor was. was like, "Oh man, we got some hate." And I was like, "Guy was like lube it up." Yeah, <laughs> this your up. shit is dry. <laughs> lube it up. He's like, some some... KY. I was like, "Dude, this guy's a troll." Yeah, I know. <laughs> but honestly, I sent I sent Taylor back a, a screenshot of a bottle of KY jelly. I was like, "Here you go. Send this his way." <laughs> this is you know, it, it's two people talking, yeah. and this is what a podcast is. Yeah. I mean. I try not to be as animated as I am in in real life just because otherwise the mic would be clipping. And, you know, I'm a very loud person. John knows I'm a very loud person. So I try to kind of keep it really focused (laughs) for the podcast. Um, I mean, dude, it's a podcast. There's There's nothing visual about it. I know. You know, we try and uh, and have a good time and laugh. Um, And we... uh, you know, on our on our social media, we try and post pictures of things and whatnot. Right. Look, if there's something you guys want to see, something you guys want to hear, something you guys want us to talk about, um, send us a DM and we'll talk about it. Right. You yeah. know, no doubt. Uh, I had a friend of mine who sent me some things and, um, you know, we might talk about it on the next episode about, you know, just certain things. That he, he's a gun owner and he was like, hey, look, like this is something that bothers me about you know, gun shops. Mm-hmm. This is something that bothers me about, you know, licensing. And he gave me a list of things for talk about them. Yeah. So, yeah. If you guys have anything, send send it our way. Right. Maybe I'll put like a, a thing on the Instagram story. Like, what do you guys want to talk about? People can right. send this little message, but that would be really cool. I'd yeah, like I'd to really hear from people, maybe stuff they want to hear about yeah, for opinions, sure. comments. Maybe we can yeah. just do an episode, just kind of yeah. getting into that. Right, because maybe we're missing something that you guys really want to hear. Yeah, and you're like, when the fuck are they going to talk about X, Y, and Z? And it ain't never going to happen unless you tell right. us. So, right. 
All right. I guess that's uh, that's yeah. all for now, yeah, Taylor. Thanks for uh, thanks for pretty heavy in. topic, but you know. Yeah. Well, we lightened it up with the with the. I mean, it had had to be it had to be said because that's 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 weird, man. That yeah. that you know. I know. The hospital's asking those questions. Yep. Everybody stuff. goes to see a doctor. Everybody is going to go to a hospital at some point in their right. life. So, right. honestly, how you choose to answer that form is up to you, the individual. Mm-hmm. But you know, just maybe think about it. Think just a little remember, deeper. it's really none of their business, and you yeah. don't have to tell them. Yep. All right, Taylor. All right, cool, we'll, uh, John. Talk to you next time. Later. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to today's episode at the NY Gun Guys podcast. We do release a new episode every Monday. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at NY Gun Guys. Please give us a like, a follow, and a share. If you have any feedback or a suggestion for our future episode, definitely send us an email at info at nyguns.com. We'll see you next time. Be safe out there.